like I'm on the Heisman watch. That's gotta be what would describe, symbolize I've got. Skill, four times the talent around me. Desmond Howard playing for Howard, just tell me how can I be stopped? This Allen Ivy at an Ivy cottage. They can't check me. I don't practice my class too hard. Nigga, me, my swag is grown. Okay, 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 okay. Welcome to episode 57 of Electrified. I'm your host, Eric Lyons. Happy Friday, ladies and gentlemen. Hope everybody's doing all right. It's been, a, it's been an interesting week. Well, what, almost halfway through September already. Time is flying. And it's uh, week two in the NFL, so you know we're going to get into the football this weekend. Uh, we got some boxing news to talk about. A little bit of um, I want to talk about what KD talked about this week. His little interview he had. Um, we're gonna we're gonna touch on the AB thing. Want to touch on the AB thing? I I don't want to talk about it. It's very messy. I'm not a messy guy. Really not. But it it has to be talked about. It's it's news. It's news. So um, we're gonna get into that. So everybody sit back, relax, and let's get right to it. All right. Where should I start? Let's see. All right, let's start. Let's let's just start off with the football. Let's just you know knock the. Let's start off with the pick four before we get into the mess. Let's start with the pick four. So, the four games I'm interested in this week, like the four big games I'm interested in this week. Uh, we got the Packers versus the Vikings division game, big game right there, and it's uh Green Bay's home opener, and they've won what five or six of their last home openers. So this should be a win for them, but we'll see. Uh, another interesting stat there. Devontae Adams has a touchdown in uh, the past four games against the Vikings. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Another game <laughs> on tap for this weekend. The Ravens uh, will be playing the Cardinals. And we have the Rams versus the Saints NFC Championship. Oh, excuse me. The NFL. Wait, wait. Was that the championship? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The NFC Championship game rematch uh, from this past January. The Rams and the Saints playing. Then the Sunday night games. The Eagles versus the Falcons. So let's start off. With this um, Green Bay and Vikings game It's going to be a good game uh, This is a game that we'll see A true test One of the first real tests I mean I'm not going to say real test Because the Bears don't have a bad offense The Bears don't have a bad offense That's why I was confused about why people were not like Trying to not discredit But not give the Packers defense Enough credit for their performance On Thursday night Last Thursday night um, I'll get into that a little bit later because I want to talk about the Patriots and Packers defenses. I believe that the Patriots and the Packers have the most underrated and underappreciated defenses that we'll be seeing this season. Just hold on. Just hold on to that thought. But um, starting off with the Packers-Vikings game. So last week, the Vikings, uh, they had 172 total rushing yards and 111 came from those uh, from Dalvin Cook. Um, last Thursday, the Packers only gave up 46 rushing yards So they only allowed 46 rushing yards They got Dalvin Cook coming to town And you know I think That if the Packers can Force Kirk Cousins to throw the ball Like you know put him in Put pressure on Kirk Cousins Kirk Cousins only threw the ball 10 times last week Didn't really have to throw the ball that much Because Dalvin Cook was running it They were just pounding the ball Against the Falcons Pounding, pounding, pounding I don't think that's going to be the case this week I think the Packers and the a way the way for them to win this game and to make sure they win this game is to um oh damn oof oh I, brain blast brain blast all right all right yeah there we go stop the run first of all stop the run it starts with the front five the Smith brothers Blake Martinez in the back you know start off 
shut the rundown and for, force Kirk Cousins to have to throw the football. I think that's that's how the Green Bay Packers will win this game. Uh, you know, this Green Bay Packers defense is coming off a great game. They had five sacks last week, one fumble recovery, and two interceptions. Um, granted, the Vikings only gave up one sack to the Falcons last week, but this is an offensive line that has, has they have trouble going on. You know, they're not a great offensive line. Um, Kirk Cousins was getting hit a lot. He was, you know, people were getting back there. Not too many sacks, only one sack, but still, the pressure alone can force interceptions or just miss throws. I mean, so I think if the Packers can get pressure, stop the run, and force Kirk Cousins to throw the football, it'll be a good game for Green Bay. Um, yeah, man, I think I'm, I'm taking Green Bay. Uh, can't y'all know I don't like to give y'all uh. Scores. I don't like doing scores, but I can tell you like margin of victory. Just like last week, I can give you margin of victory. I think Green Bay wins this game by ten. Yeah, by ten. I'll go ten. I think it'll be. A, I think they'll score more than ten points this week as well. I think the offense will wake up and yeah. I think it'll be a good week for the Packers. Uh, the Ravens and Cardinals game. So we got Lamar Jackson taking on young Kyler Murray for the first time. Uh, a game that. We'll see another another defense that performed excellent. Maybe a, a test for them against this Cardinals offense. Um, a Raven, but this we're not even you know as far as the Ravens go. This offense had 643 total yards last week. We know what they did with uh, you know we we know what Lamar did. We saw what Mark uh, Mark Ingram did. This is the Ravens offense that. Granted, they were playing the Dolphins. Okay, we can say that. I'll say that they were playing the Dolphins. But this is a the um, this is a, a Cardinals team who just gave up a lot of yards as well. Gave up a lot of touchdowns to Matt Stafford. So this Cardinals defense better tighten up. What well, could be a long day for them? Uh, their offensive line looked shaky at times. You know, they did have the comeback, but Kyler Murray was under a lot of pressure. And this is the Ravens defense that's going to pressure him. He's young. And, you know, Earl Thomas is back there. He'll be watching. It, it, it's going to be an interesting game. Um, Ravens only gave up 200 yards to the Dolphins last week. So, we'll see. We'll see. I think that, you know, it's going to be a learning experience for Kyler Murray. This is probably going to be the best defense he's seen in the league so far. I mean, you know, he's only played one regular season game. But I think that this Ravens defense is going to be a problem for him. Um there won't be too much room to run for him. I don't think he'll he'll be running for his life this week, for sure. He'll be running for his life this week because the Ravens are going to be there in his face. So I got the Ravens winning this game. I think it's going. To, it might be a blowout, not like to the extent of the Dolphins game, but I think they'll win by at least three touchdowns. I think it'll be a big game for them. Uh, so we get the rematch: Rams and the Saints. Wait, hold on. Where is that game? Because that's important. Hold on. Let me see some. Where is that game? Let's see. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Hold on. Six. Uh, ooh, it's in LA. It's in LA. All right, it's in LA. It's in LA. I don't know. Now I don't know. Uh, these are two defenses that just not that good. Not that good. And this is why I said I don't think the I I'm, I'm positive the Rams aren't going back to the Super Bowl. And I don't think the Saints are going to the Super Bowl. These two teams, they have good offenses, great offenses, but their defenses cannot match the offense. 
yes, uh, the Saints defense can make plays, but they just gave up 500 total um, excuse me, 410 total yards to the tight to the Texans. That's a lot of yards, man. And then not that's not even you know the last what the last possession that the Texans had was couple of easy throws by Watson that turned into a touchdown. So, y'all telling me that this defense is going to... Defense wins championships, whether you like it or not. I understand, yes, it's a passing league. It's an offensive-driven league. But without the defense, you're not going anywhere. Ask Aaron Rodgers. You, you know why he's, he's so excited this year saying we got defense? Because the Packers really have defense for the first time in a long time. So, when you watch... Teams like the Saints and the Rams with such high-powered offenses, it's hard to get excited about them and hard to really be like, you know, okay, what's going to happen in January? I mean, so we were here in September. Yes, it's fun to watch. Yes, let's have shootouts every week. Yes, let's have great Monday night football games. Yes, let's entertain everybody. But will that win you a championship? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But, um... One thing I will say, they gave up 100, uh, the Saints gave up 180 rushing yards, and they got Todd Gurley and Malcolm Brown, who's, they both coming off a good game, solid game. Todd Gurley had 97 yards rushing, Malcolm Brown had two touchdowns. So this is a tandem that's going to come in, and they're going to try to run the ball on the Saints. I think if the Rams can establish the run, they'll be fine. I think that Todd Gurley just has to get going early. Ooh, that rhyme. That, that was a bar. That was a, that was a bar. That was a bar. That was a bar. That was a bar. Um, I think Gurley, if he gets established early, unlike last week, he'll, he, I mean, you know, he got the wheels turning in the second half. But if he can, if he can get established early and get the wheels turning and get hot, it's gonna be a long day for the Saints. But you know, I'm not counting Drew Brees out at all. I will never count Drew Brees out. Um, I think you know this is a revenge game for them. They're going out west this time. Uh, big chip on their shoulder. They still got that bad taste in their mouth from what happened in the championship game. So I'm picking the Saints. But I think both teams will score over 35 points, and it's going to be a high-scoring game. So I'm going Saints maybe by, maybe by six. Maybe by six. It's going to be a high-scoring game, though. Uh, the Sunday night game, we got the Eagles and Falcons. Now, I'm, I'm pretty sure you guys are like, why did he pick this game? One is a Sunday night game, so everybody will be watching it. Two, I think this could be a good game. Uh, the Vikings are—I mean, excuse me—the Falcons are coming off a loss to the Vikings, but these are two teams that, at this moment, you know, at this point in the season, through the first week of football, they haven't established a run. Struggle running the football. Both teams struggle running the football. Uh, um, Matt Ryan threw the ball forty-six times. And Carson Wentz threw the ball 39 times. So this game has potential to be a shootout. Both defenses aren't that, you know, great with, you know, they don't have great secondaries. So this matchup has the potential to be a real shootout. Uh, this the Falcons' home opener. I'm pretty sure they'll be hyped down there in Atlanta. I think Matt Ryan and the Falcons get it done at home. I think it'll be a good game. And I think, you know, Falcons by seven. But once again, this is going to be a shootout. If, if both teams, you know, struggle to run the ball again, um, you know, not really try to run the ball because they went, they both went away from it, especially the uh, Falcons. The Falcons went away from it playing the Vikings. So I think that I think that the Falcons could win this ball game, you know, get their first one of the season. All right. So that's the pick four for this week. That's the pick four, ladies and gentlemen. All righty. Where to next? Where to next? All right. All right. Let's let's go ahead and get it out of the way. 
All right. So earlier this week, Antonio Brown was hit with a lawsuit by his former trainer. Uh, somebody that trained him, and uh, she accused him of two separate occasions of sexual assault. Listen. Accused like OJ Simpson said Wow this is sad we're quoting OJ Simpson <laughs> Somebody who has no room To talk about accusations and convictions But hey he didn't lie He was accused He was accused Not convicted of rape Sexual assault Whatever you call this situation I'm not going to speculate well, I'm going to keep this short and sweet I'm not going to speculate what happened. I'm not going to give, you know, what I, you know, what I think's going on cuz I really don't. I really don't. I just, you know, I'm not going to ooh, this is perfect timing, blah blah blah. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there because rape is real, sexual assault is real. It happens more than it should. It shouldn't happen at all. Uh women and to women and men, but I'm not going to say ooh, it'd be different. I'm never I'm never the type when 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 sexual assault cases are happening, I'm never the type to, you know, if it was a man, blah blah blah, we wouldn't care. No, no, no. First of all, I'm not sliding any women. We must protect our women at all costs. And I think that with accusations like this, yes, they should be taken seriously. Of course, whenever there's a sexual assault um, accusation, yes, let's take them serious. Let's 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 figure out what really happened. And you know, because we talk about women who stay quiet about these things. Okay, but. Think about when women come forward. There's always some scrutiny to them. A lot of victim blaming happens, and it's unnecessary. I never lie. I hate that, especially on social media. Women are always being blamed for getting sexually assaulted. Like, how is that their fault? Because some sicko, some sicko decided, I'm going to rape this woman. No, 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 no way. So when the first, when the reports first came out, I'm like, oh, God, A.B., come on. You know, I'm not looking at the woman first. I'm looking at the man accused because yeah, is that fair? Yes, it's fair. Yes, yes. I'm sorry, it is. I'm, I, you know, women. This this happens way too often. I mean, now granted, there has been many times when the accusations were trumped and they were false and falsified accusations. Yes, it's happened, but doesn't happen all the time. So in this case. We haven't, you know, seen any real evidence yet of what happened or what didn't happen. Uh, apparently, she's going to be doing interviews with the league, you know, talking to the league or whatever. Um, now, the videos and some Instagram messages were leaked. And there were some videos of them cozied up. And uh, they looked like they had a little side relationship. Now, could they have had a side relationship? Because she is engaged. Could they have had a side relationship and had their own? Yes, that's still possible. And is it possible that he could have sexually assaulted her even? Yes, that's still possible. People get sexually assaulted in relationships as well. So all of this is up in the air. I will say that, you know, he hasn't been convicted of anything. And I don't think the league should discipline him for being accused of something in this. You know, I think that, you know, hopefully he gets to play Sunday. I don't see why he wouldn't. Uh, the Patriots, you know. Everything is so in-house with them We don't know how they're handling it um, I don't like seeing AB's agent everywhere uh, He made me upset He was on ESPN He was like I don't think he, he basically was just saying that AB has two daughters Okay what does that mean? R. Kelly has a daughter Okay so That 
shouldn't have been said. But listen, man, whatever happens for this, uh, you know, I I don't know. I don't know. It's it's just this is nasty, man. Nasty situation to talk about and then just yeah, just not bad. Just not good for business at all. Um, what's next? All right, so let's. I want to get switch gears here from football to basketball. I want to talk about Mr. Kevin Durant? Oh, ho, ho, ho! Before I even get there, because I, I need to understand. Please, somebody, help me understand. What is the purpose of wearing a three hundred fifty thousand dollar Richard Milley watch on the field? What's the point, yo? Odell Beckham Jr. I told I I thought I told him already. Whether you're talking about the Browns, I mean whether you're talking about the Giants or just crying and jump, you gotta stop, bro. Please, please, come on, come on, dog. Now, now it's the watch. Yeah, he tweeted, "Not one thing is another, bro. What do you expect? Who else wearing watches in the game? Nobody." You're not supposed to wear hard jewelry. Jewelry. As simple as that. Not on your wrist. How hard is that to flex? How hard? Like, what do you need it for? It get broke on the field. Now you mad. Or you hurt somebody with it. Now they mad. I don't get it, bro. I just don't understand, man. Like, look. You know, we talk about diva receivers. And, you know, you talk about your T.O.s, your Chads, your Randy Mosses. But... A B Odell, it's it's not even diva. Like they're just strange. Like, what do you need the watch on for, bro? Like, playing with fronts, chains, that's cool. Earrings, cool. But what you need a watch on for? What you need time for? The clock, you got clocks all over the damn stadium. Come on, bro. What are you doing? What are we doing here? Like, what are we actually doing here? Yeah, you're gonna get fined every week. Like, it's stupid. Like. It's that hard for you to not to wear the watch in the game. You can drip however you want to drip off the field. You can wear a skirt. You can wear high water pants. You you know, like what? Come on, dog. Like since we talking about clothes, totally unrelated here. But y'all gonna stop talking about Megan Thee Stallion and what she wear. Y'all gonna stop it. Y'all gonna stop talking about her and what she wear. Ooh, she can't dress. When your favorite athlete is out here dressing. Like he ain't supposed to, all right, y'all. Some of y'all favorite athletes and rappers dress worse than her, and she don't even dress that bad, all right. She's tall and she's thick, and she's gonna wear what she wants to wear, all right. And y'all stop it right now, all right, because your favorite rapper is supposed to wear a thirty-eight waist jeans, but he got on twenty-fives, or 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 your favorite rapper out here with his ankles out. Why is his ankles out? Put your ankles away Or your favorite athlete Coming to the game With a skirt on And it ain't St. Patrick's Day And it ain't You know what I mean And he ain't wearing He ain't a gladiator He just got a skirt on And y'all worried about Megan Thee Stallion Mind the business That pays you Alright Back to Odell And this goddamn watch I don't think he should be wearing it And I don't think he should be Making a big deal out of it I think the league Keep finding him Keep finding them and just take the damn watch off. Um, all right, now to the Kevin Durant uh article that I wanted to get to. All right, let's see, because I thought this was just 
come on, fam. Come on, fam. Like for real, this all right, this is from Complex. Um, he said, all right, this is the headline. Kevin Durant on OKC. I'll never be attached to that city again. Here's what he says. All right. He says people making videos in front of my house. All right. He said he he changed his mind. All right. So when he all right. So he was upset at how everybody treated him when he signed with the with the Warriors. People coming to my house and spray painting on the for sale signs around my neighborhood. Blah blah blah. People making videos in front of my house and burning my jerseys and calling me all types of crazy names. He said uh, I will never be attached. To the city again because of that He said I, I eventually wanted to come back To that city and be a part of the community And organization but I don't trust nobody There that must be Have been that must have been fake What they was doing the organization The GM I ain't talked to none of those people Even had a nice exchange With those people since I left Um and Then you know you know he had the little the Cupcake thing look bro Just say you soft Just just say you can't handle you know, just just say it. You know, because that's what you're saying. How you think LeBron felt? His hometown, not somewhere he just played basketball. No, no, no. He's from Akron, Ohio. He played at Cleveland Cavaliers. This is his hometown. They burned his jerseys. They called him every name in the book. The GM wrote a bad letter about him, and he went back and brought them a chip. And you're upset because you you know your feelings are still hurt because of what happened in OKC. <laughs> okay, buddy. <laughs> like what? Come on, dog. Like yo, just this is this is why y'all can say whatever y'all want, but there will this is nobody like LeBron. Excuse me, nobody like LeBron, bro. Mental toughness is big, and KD not mentally tough. I don't think he's mentally tough. I I don't think you know from the burner account, and then just him on social media. Period, bro. Like, come on. Like, KD really. I'm not gonna say KD got issues. I'm just gonna say KD got not tough. So he don't got tough skin. He doesn't. You can't go back there because everybody's mad because you left them being dry. You said, and then went to the team. Like, bro, you brought that on yourself. Could you imagine a LeBron would have went to the Celtics? Come on, dog. Come on, come on, come on, come on! What, like, come on! Like, what, 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 what is actually happening here? What is actually going on, man? Come on, bro! I'm tired. I'm tired of everybody crying all the time. What you crying for? Man up! Oh, man up! I don't want to go back there. They were, they were mean to me. They were, they were mean to me. Get out of here! Get out of here! All right, off of that. Let's get into some boxing. All right, my guy Canelo Alvarez, Mexican Floyd, the baddest man in the game. Big bro said he's moving up to 175. I think this fight is going to happen in November against uh, Sergio Kovalev. So Canelo Alvarez, he's already a three-division champion, all right? So he's about to move up to 175, which is light heavyweight to fight Kovalev. Um, this is a, I, it's going to be a good fight. I think, you know, like I said, what was that? When he fought uh, the kid, the guy Rocky last December, I said the bigger Canelo, the better. I think Canelo, the bigger he gets, the you know he's stronger. Um, 
it's going to be scary, man. It's going to be scary for Kovalev. I think this could be a knockout for Canelo. I think Canelo Alvarez, you know, I've been watching, you know, I follow him on IG. He's, he, you know, he's in good shape. I think this could be good for him and just, mo- just more so establishing himself as the best in boxing. You know, people hate on Canelo, whether it's about, you know, how pretty he is, about, you know, him being the golden boy at golden boy, uh, the DAZN deal, the, 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 the triple G thing. Like, bro. Well, that's why I say Canelo is the Mexican Floyd. He's the Mexican Floyd. He's the money man. He turned May into his May and September into his months. Like, and and he's just that damn good. He is only lost to the goat. Um, but I think this is a good move for Canelo. Um, you know, since none of the fights will be able to be made in his weight class at this moment. Um, you know whether it's the Triple G, because I think that the whole thing with the IBF belt having to drop <gasps> drop that for no reason I think that was a big part of why this fight got made but hey become a four division champion that's cool that's cool um other news as far as other fighters moving up Javante Davis is going to move up to lightweight he already dropped his belt and he's moving up to 135 and more than likely he'll be fighting Gamboa for his first lightweight title fi- I mean excuse me lightweight fight and we already know who's the man at 135. Vasily Lomachenko, high tech, the Matrix. The other baddest man. Look, Lomachenko is different, bro. I respect Tank. You know, he's from the city. Uh, I, I, I respect his power. But I don't think he's ready for something like this. Now, y'all know we're not going to get that fight right away. It's going to be a lot goes into that fight. Starters, top rank, and... PBC or Showtime, you know, that's that's going to be a thing in itself. But Tank has to fight a couple fights at 135. Now, Vasily Lomachenko is the current title holder of the WBA, WBO, and WBC. He has three out of the four. The IBF title at 135 is currently uh, vacated. But uh, I forgot who's fighting for that, I think. In November, December. it's going. To, somebody's going to be, somebody will have that belt by 2020. So if everything goes smooth, if we lived in a perfect world, here's how it would go. Lomachenko would fight. He would have a fight the first half of the year. Tank would fight for uh, the IBF title first fight of the year, first um, first half of the year. So let's say Lomachenko fights in like February, right? And let's say Tank gets a unif- he gets a title fight in March. Okay, he wins, he gets IBF title, Triple G, I mean, Vasily wins. So that could set up for a late summer date or early fall date. Like August 2020, we could be talking about Tank and Vasily Lomachenko for a unification bout at 135 on pay-per-view. Because, like, that's that's how it can go. Or it gets dragged out and we don't have this fight until the first half of 2021. I hope that's not what we get. I hope by late 2020. Late 2020, late 2020, we get Tank versus Lomachenko. I really think that's where we can go. I hope so. <clears throat> I hope so. No, for real. <laughs> no, for real, bro. Like, I really do because I want that fight. It's going to be a money maker, and they're not going to just do it one time. We know that. But that's why I, I, would, I think that first, let's get Tank a belt at 135, being the IBF title. Boom, it's a unification bout. It's more, it's more, you know, it's more to it. Um oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh hold on, let me go to um the champ side. 
Because I want to talk about, not talk about, but something got announced for December. Oh, yeah, we got Crawford and Spence. Not Crawford. Damn, not Crawford. Spence and, uh, what's my guy's name? What? Oh, my God. What is his name, y'all? Errol Spence and, and, oh, Sean Porter. <laughs> Last Saturday of this month. But in, uh, December. Alright, here we go. Uh Jamel Jamel Charlo and Tony Harrison will be fighting for their rematch. Their rematch is set for December twenty first. Alright, so this is the fight that was supposed to happen this past June or July. But Harrison had to pull out because of an injury during training camp. Uh for those who don't know, Tony Harrison won a controversial decision over Jamel Charlo not too long ago and he got his title his titles. So that's gonna be a good rematch. I can't wait for that. That's the end of the year. Uh, well, not this is we are at the end of the year. Goodness gracious! Uh, but that fight's coming up in December, so we got that to look forward to. What else we got, man? What else I got for y'all? Um, blah 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 blah. Oh, all right. I won't rap with this. I won't rap with this. Um, all right. So the Packers and the Patriots defenses. Okay. I think they are the most underrated and underappreciated defenses. All right, so because you got to think, teams like this, when you got two of the, when you got arguably the best quarterback on your team in in New England and in Green Bay, both number twelves. When you got these guys, you don't really talk about the defenses, right? Bill Belichick, defensive mastermind. I don't know what's been going on, but in the past two games, meaning the Super Bowl in Week One. How many points have they given up? Hold up. Six points. Six points. Wait, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Let me make sure that's right. They gave up three in the Super Bowl, right? Three in the Super Bowl, and they just played the Steelers. Yep, six points. Six points. Steelers are not a bad offense. They phased Juju out completely. Uh, the Rams were the best offense in the league last season. They got to the Super Bowl and looked like a wreck team. Patriots only had to put up 13 points. Brady didn't even have to be Brady. Brady could have thrown three passes in the Super Bowl and they would have won. The defense had it covered. All they had to do was kick field goals. Didn't have to score. They could have got. They could have let Kostowski just do what he had wanted to do. You could have kicked for fifty for seventy yards out. Defense would have had it covered. Um, and then the Packers defense just gave up only three points this past week. So I know I've been I've been uh, all off season. I've been saying Packers Chiefs, Packers Chiefs Super Bowl. But ladies and gentlemen, I'm not you know about to predict anything. But I think that if both of these teams continue to be good all season. No mishaps, no injuries. You know they. We could very, very well be seeing a Rodgers Brady Super Bowl, in their third game, maybe their final game, because you know it's 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 tied right now. It's one one, one both won at you know in their houses last year. It was Green. Um, it was in New England, and the Patriots won last time. It was in Green Bay. Uh, the Packers won. So, the third one, the tiebreaker, the rubber match has to be. In Miami. 
has to be in Miami. It's possible. Don't hey hey. Don't sleep on it. Don't sleep on it. Patriots could Patriots and defense they could very well be back in the Super Bowl this year, but they won't be winning it though. I uh-uh, won't be winning it. I think that um, if we see that matchup, it's going to be a hell of a game, and that would be the end of Tom Brady. If Rodgers wins, that's the end of Tom Brady. It'd be like, you know, Brock and Undertaker, Roman and Undertaker. Whenever the Undertaker retires, that's what it would be like. <laughs> um, yeah, man. But yeah, that's just a thought. Just a thought. I just think that these defenses could, you know, they're just underrated and underappreciated, man. And we need to stop sleeping on them. Um, that's all I got for y'all this week, man. Uh, yeah, that's all I got for you guys. So, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you like, subscribe, subscribe to the YouTube, uh, at, um, Electrified with Eric Lyons. Subscribe to the YouTube, uh, follow the Twitter at Electrified Pod, Instagram as well. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. It's been a good week, good week. Um, good Monday episode, good Friday episode. Oh, what was that, Tuesday? Yeah, y'all know what I mean. Good week. Uh, I'll be back on Monday for episode 58, almost to the 60s. Um, Anything else? No, that's it, man. You guys have a good one. Be safe. Enjoy the football this weekend, college and NFL. I know I didn't talk about college. I'm sorry. But enjoy it all, man. Um, With that being said, for the 57th time, I'm Eric Lyons, and you have just been Electrified.